listening to One Credit News, WVCW's news show. We read the telegram so you don't have to. I'm Hannah Parker. And I'm Will Thomas. Donald Trump Jr.'s wife is in the hospital after she opened an envelope containing white powder, reports the Associated Press. Police say Vanessa Trump called 911 after opening the letter addressed to her husband and said she felt nauseous and was coughing. A test indicated the substance wasn't dangerous, police say. The White House released a budget today that would not eliminate the national deficit after 10 years. The plan seeks $4.4 million in spending for 2019, up by 10% compared to the money the government spent in 2017. The budget increases military spending and sets aside money for a wall on the U.S.-Mexico border. A man has turned himself in for a murder in early January. Tyvon Williams is now charged with first-degree murder after he turned himself in to police Saturday. Williams is accused of killing 23-year-old Javon Patron. Volunteers hope to restore the Pump House, a historic waterworks building near the Dogwood Dell Amphitheater. The goal is for the restored building to host activities for the James River Park System. After a homeless Richmonder froze to death in the winter of 2016, many residents have concerns about what the city is doing to combat this problem. After the closing of Monroe Park in 2016, many homeless Richmonders are left without a place to sleep at night. The below freezing temperatures this winter have forced those without homes to seek shelter under abandoned storefronts. However, a sleeping bag laid down on cold concrete is not a bed. Other residents have not let Richmond's homelessness problems slip through the cracks. They are working to find a permanent solution. Home Again is a local organization that works to help find homes for people currently living in shelters and on doorsteps. We don't see additional shelter beds as the answer. Uh, the answer to homelessness is housing. Homegan has three shelters in Richmond and works closely with other organizations to help find people jobs, homes, and food. Does that mean that the need doesn't outweigh the resources? No, it does not. Uh, there's definitely more need then there are resources. Home Again helps find homeless Richmonders a long-term solution, while other organizations work towards short-term solutions. Many local organizations in Richmond come to Clay Park every Saturday to help feed some of the homeless population, regardless of the weather. One of these organizations is Liberation Church International. They deliver bagged meals to various city locations. Volunteers know that for many homeless Richmonders, this will be their only meal for the day, and they will do whatever it takes to provide it for them. Um, as you can see, the elements, it's raining outside, but, you know, the rain does not take away the need. These organizations are asking for monetary donations and more volunteers. This Tuesday marks halfway through this year's General Assembly session. Starting Wednesday, each chamber will only be able to consider bills passed by the opposite House. Thanks to reporting from the Capitol News Service, we'll discuss some of the bills that passed and failed during the first half of the session. The Capitol News Service is a capstone class in the journalism program. Students write stories about the General Assembly, which are sent out to local publications. To read all of their work, visit vcucns.vcu.com. Last week, the Virginia Senate passed a bill that would allow drunk driving on private property. The bill was first killed in subcommittee. It originally restricted the state law against driving under the influence to public roadways. However, the bill was resurrected last week with language that only prevented someone being charged with a DUI while at home or on their own private property. Leaders in the fight against drunk driving still oppose the bill. Even with narrower language, the bill passed the Senate three days after it was reintroduced. The House General Laws Committee killed several bills that would have provided protections for LGBTQIA Virginians last week. 
two bills had passed the Senate before moving on to the House. One would have prohibited public employment discrimination on the basis of sexual orientation or gender identity. The other would have prohibited housing discrimination, and an additional two bills proposed by legislators in the House were killed by the same committee. They would have provided the same protections as the Senate bills. Finally, a different committee killed a bill prohibiting health care providers from denying or restricting care to transgender individuals. This week, a redistricting reform bill will be considered by the House of Delegates. A similar bill has already passed the Senate. Both bills would provide standards for drawing districts, including considerations for population size, racial and ethnic fairness, and existing political boundaries. The bills hope to address gerrymandering, the practice of politicians drawing political boundaries that help them stay in power. Anti-gerrymandering groups say the bills are a good step, but don't go far enough. A bipartisan deal will raise the felony theft threshold and tighten restitution laws. Announced Thursday by Governor Ralph Northam and House Speaker Kirk Cox, the deal would raise the felony theft threshold from $200 to $500. In exchange for Republicans letting the felony theft change through, Democrats will allow bills that tighten rules around restitution for theft victims. Friends describe my disposition as stoic, like a dead fish, an ex said. Distance is a funny drug and used to make me a distressed person, one who cried in bedrooms and airports. Once I bawled so hard at the border, even the man with the stamps and holsters said, don't cry, you'll be home soon. That was so, that's Solma Sharif reading her poem Deception Story. She won the 2017 Levis Reading Award for a collection of poems, Look, the Department of English and its MFA in Creative Writing program in the College of Humanities and Sciences presents the award annually for the best or first or second book of poetry published in the previous calendar year. Sharif will read from her book March 29th at 7 p.m. in Cabell Library, followed by a reception in her honor. Every week we talk with someone from the Commonwealth Times about a story they're working on. This week, our producer Julie Rothy sat down with Spectrum editor Georgia Gein. I'm in the studio today with Georgia Gein, the editor of Spectrum over at the Commonwealth Times. Thanks for being here today. Thank you for having me. So you've been covering the Latin music scene in Richmond. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Um, yeah, so I discovered this group called Arvia Bachata um, that just moved, they just, or the owners just moved to Richmond um, a handful of months ago, and they do a bachata social, of, social dance every Sunday. And it's interesting because um, they have chosen to focus on bachata rather than a Latin dance such as salsa or merengue, which is a little bit more well-known. And people generally think of those dances when they think of Latin night. Um, But what uh, the owners of Arvia Bachata are trying to do is kind of uh, focus their brand a little bit more and bring bachata a little bit more into the Richmond dance scene. And what's different about bachata than from other styles of Latin mm-hmm. dance? So I'm not a dancer, so I couldn't tell you specifically about the movements, but I can tell you that bachata music um, is a little bit more recent. Also, the origins of the music are different. They or- originated in the Dominican Republic from a style of guitar music. Um, and the movements, I think... I can't tell you like a lot about that, but um, it's just it's basically the origins and the sound of the music that differentiate it and the rhythms, of course. 
So what kind of events does RVA Bachata host? Um, so they have an event every Sunday, and what they do, it's from 4 to 8, and at the beginning of that, they have a very basic bachata lesson for newcomers or people that want to brush up a little bit. And then afterwards, they have basically for the rest of the night until 8 o'clock, it's, it's, it's a dance party, essentially, at, um, at their location. And they also have games and people can purchase food, people can purchase drinks. And one thing that um, they mentioned to me, the owners... Uh, Rachel Kleinberg and Rudy Rivera, they said that it was really important to them that um, the it, it's a family-friendly event, that um, you don't have to get alcohol, you can bring your kids, and it's it's more of a community-based thing. Great, and if our listeners wanted to find out a little more about that event, where should they look? Um, they have a Facebook page. If you just look at RVA Bachata on Facebook, you can find it that way. Great. Thank you much. Thank you so much for coming in today. Hi. Thanks for having me. We're going to take a short break. Up next, we'll talk about sexual health. If you enjoy One Credit News, you should check out our daily podcast, WVCW News Headlines. Every morning, we cover four stories you need to know for the day. Find it on iTunes or Google Play under WVCW News. You're listening to One Credit News on WVCW. If you're just joining us, I'm Hannah Parker. And I'm Will Thomas. Sisters and Stethoscopes is holding a tissue drive entitled Kleenex of Kindness for Massey Cancer Center today at 7 p.m. at West Grace Street Student Housing South in room 1004H. The Trump administration is considering turning the International Space Station into a privately run program. It plans to stop funding the program after 2024. Jamie Anderson brought home the gold for Team USA in slope-style snowboarding at the Winter Olympics in Pyeongchang, South Korea, on Sunday. The day of the competition, weather was brutal, raising concerns about safety and limiting what competitors could do. Henrico planners approved plans for a new Topgolf facility that will be located in the near West End near Scott's Edition. Topgolf has Virginia locations in Ashburn and Virginia Beach, but this will be the first in the capital city. Here is one of the many features Richmonders can expect from Topgolf. In January, Henrico Planners approved the plan to go forward. The Topgolf will be located near Scott's Edition in Richmond. Scott's Edition has been up and coming in recent years, largely on the popularity of its breweries. Olivia Lauder has been working at Lamplighter Coffee Company for two and a half years and is looking forward to the Topgolf facility plans. I'm not a golfer, but... Um... As someone who works here in Scott's Edition, I would love to see more people coming over here, bringing more business, um, people moving to this area since there are a lot of apartments and lofts. Topgolf prides itself on mixing golfing, entertainment, and technology. Brandon Gabay is the Senior Marketing Manager for Topgolf in Northern Virginia. He spoke about what Topgolf can bring to a community. As far as the community goes, um, it's great for events, whether it's corporate events, it's family events. Um, it's something different that there isn't anything else like that out there, and so it brings a lot of people in for these amazing experiences. All Topgolf facilities, just like this one, are three stories tall. The one in Richmond will be no different. With 55,000 square feet of area, there will be enough room for 72 tees. The next step in the process is the approval of a permit to allow two dozen poles and netting. The height of the poles is why the approval is... Topgolf has over three dozen facilities nationwide and continues to expand. A documentary by VCU Life Sciences employee Ronaldo Lopez won the entry for local environmental subjects at the yearly RVA Environmental Film Festival. 
The film, An Oyster's Eye View of the Virginia Oyster Shell Recycling Program, exhibits a program put in place by the VCU River Rice River Center. Jackie Sherman has more on the festival. The 8th Annual Richmond Environmental Film Festival ended tonight after a week of showcasing local and national films in hopes of raising awareness on environmental issues. I went to the Bird Theater where I asked participants their opinions on film and activism. One of the festival organizers, Scott Berger, said he felt that film gives people a different way of looking at the world. I think it's widened the environmental conversation quite a bit because, you know, we're presenting issues that may not be always on the front page at the time, but people are thinking about, and it adds a lot of perspectives. Runner-up for his film, Men Hayden, the Chesapeake's unsung hero, Kennedy Fletcher said his film is better able to reach audiences on another level. You can't take as deep of a dive into the issue as you might be able to if you write on it, but if you have something visual, something with a lot of motion and emotion, I think film is a good way to get that across. Filmmaker and researcher Elise Carreri agrees that the medium of film has greater impact. When you see somebody on the other side of the world coping and living and, and dealing, that is something that you can relate to because, you know, at the end of the day, we're all after the same things you know, as far as our, our health, our survival, our families, and our healthy planet. Retired environmental studies teacher Mary Wood says the use of audiovisuals helps people connect better to the story. If you show them something and have them presented within that environment, then they can connect better. I just think people learn a lot easier by seeing it. Festival organizers said this was the largest turnout that they've had so far. They hope for years to come it will continue to grow. For WVCW News, I'm Jackie Sherman. The festival is an annual event in Richmond. With Valentine's Day coming up, it's a good time of year to check in on your sexual health. Emily Cadden is an HPEC student and intern at Richmond City Health District. She spoke with our producer, Julie Rothy, about sexually transmitted infections. Thanks for being here today, Emily. It's great to be here, Julie. So, can you explain a little bit about what you do at the health district? Yes, I am interning there, and while I do that, I'm helping to run the Tuesday night clinic, which is where you can come and get tested for free at five on Tuesday nights. And I also work under DIS agents, which help perform the intervention of disease, spread of disease. Thanks. And since we're doing this for Valentine's Day, I was wondering, is there a specific time of year that you see more diseases? Um, not really. It kind of fluctuates more so in a way as like a rising trend every year. It's just constantly growing. So there are more sexually transmitted infections now than ever before? Yes. This is the highest we've seen in Richmond in a while, especially. So what can people do to protect themselves? Um, condoms are great. Knowing who your sex partners are. So if there is an incident, you can contact them and they can get tested or treated. Um, and that's really the best way is just practicing safe sex. And um, why is it so important for people to get tested? Uh, a lot of STDs are asymptomatic, which means that you won't show any signs or symptoms that you are infected, which means they can be much more easily spread from partner to partner and then also cause co-infections, which is where you could have more than one STD. So if you're asymptomatic and you don't know and so are maybe some of your other partners, then you're just spreading infection where if you get tested, you know and you can stop it before it starts. It's usually just a treatment of antibiotics. So VCU students can get tested at VCU Health. 
Um, tests cost $15 for an HIV or syphilis test and 15 for gonorrhea and chlamydia. What other testing options are available for students? Um, they can come down to the Richmond City Health District, like I said, on Tuesday nights. Um, we It starts at 5 and it runs, I would say, till about 6.30 or 7, and that's completely free. Um, and then Monday, Wednesday, Friday, there's also testing that is a sliding scale basis on payment. So I can't really tell you a price on that just because it depends on the student and how much they can afford. That's kind of how it works. Um, Planned Parenthood also provides testing and they do the same thing with the sliding scale system. Are there any other resources that Richmond City Health District um, provides people that you'd like to talk about? Um, I mean, you can get treatment there. You can get condoms there. You can get counseling. They'll do pelvic exams for you as well. Um, and then if you are diagnosed with HIV, we do have case managers that will help you set up with any accommodations that you might need. Thanks. And just to wrap up, if you could give students one piece of advice for being healthier, what would it be? Wow. Um, Get tested and wear condoms. That's probably that's probably what it would be. Every if you're sexually active, you should be getting tested about every three months or at least in between partners. Great, thank you so much. Of course. Now we'll take a look at some upcoming events. Join off campus student services for free lunch Tuesday at noon to talk about the apartment rental processes. Wednesday from noon to seven p.m., the Richmond SPCA hosts a dog kissing booth to raise money. James River Air Conditioning will match the first $2,000 in donations. This Thursday, the women's basketball team plays George Mason at the Siegel Center at 11 a.m. Also Thursday, Two Gentlemen of Verona opens at Theater VCU. Visit arts.vcu.edu slash theater, that's T-H-E-A-T-R-E, -E, for ticket information. Friday night, VCU Athletics hosts a night at the STU, a night of live music, dancing, and entertainment. Tickets cost $50 and include an open bar and hors d'oeuvres. All proceeds will benefit VC Athletics. This Saturday from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m., Scrap RVA, Richmond Creative Reuse Center, holds a warehouse sale featuring canvas, art supplies, and fabric by the pound. That's our show for today. All our shows are available on iTunes and Google Play under WVCW News, where we also post our daily news update podcast with four news headlines in under two minutes. Visit our page at WVCW.org for daily news and longer stories, and follow us at WVCW News on Twitter for breaking stories. Thanks for tuning in to One Credit News.